So we're continuing today regarding the question of having, keeping, leaving a, uh, an internet site open on Shabbos for sales or your products on a site for sales. So yesterday we managed to get a small, short haschala, again, touching on the issues involved. And uh, first I want to sum up, recap briefly what we learned yesterday, and then we'll continue. All right, so we said the first uh, source relating to the subject is a halachic tshuva from close to 100 years ago, from 1927, from the Maharshag, Shimon Greenfeld, one of the Hungarian Rabbanim and Meshivim. And uh, we mentioned, incidentally, that the Rebbe took a particular interest, as we see from Igris and from stories, that the, the Rebbe took a particular interest in Marshad's yachas to the, the, what the Alter Rebbe writes in Shulchan Aruch and different in Yonim. And we said that the Marshad was asked about a vending machine, which were, as we said, already becoming rather popular in the decades prior to the Shaila. And think about it, it's not all that different from the questions that we have today, right? You set it up before Shabbos, you leave, and then it's up to whoever want, whoever wants to, whether to make a purchase or not. So we began going through the tshuva, and we entered, we started talking about the first halachic issue here, the first halachic element, which is, uh, we have a Mecca Chumemkar, um, which we treat more or less as a malacha on Shabbos, um, the Yid was not there, but he created the possibility. He put the ingredients in place for the malacha to happen through his actions on a weekday. So the question, number question number one would be, is he responsible? Is it, is it as if he did a malacha on Shabbos by setting it up on Arab Shabbos? Right? So the Mashad said it's a very posh the din in Mishnayis, Pascha Mekbis Hill, that uh, you're allowed to set all kinds of malachas into motion right before Shabbos, and the malachas can absolutely go on uh, as normal on Shabbos. And that's in addition to the fact that in Shulchan Aruch, we paskin, that there's no problem of Shisa's Kalim. So there's no problem here, Mitzad, the person who did whatever he did on Arab Shabbos, and there's no problem here, Mitzad, the Kli, doing whatever it's doing on Shabbos. And then we interrupted the Marashak to... Uh, elaborate a bit on this, and uh, so we quoted a little bit from the Al-Tadab and Simonation of Bays, different examples, the traps, the water in the garden, the press, olives, grapes, uh, the watermill, although that, in that case, the halacha or machmir, according to those who say that because there's noise, so there's a zilzil, looks like you started the malacha on Shabbos, but otherwise, if not for that, that would also be fine. Then we went a bit off into the question of what is it did nowadays with all kinds of uh, electronic uh, machines and devices. And we went, in, we went into the, the central chuva of the Igris Moshe, which is about a related issue of setting things to go off on Shabbos with a Shabbos timer, with a, with a clock, which is somewhat similar and somewhat different to what we're talking about uh, without a clock. So... Rachel was asked about setting something in motion to, to cook something. The clock will turn the machine to cook something on Shabbos. So I want to go through Ramesh again, because already at that point we were uh, hurrying a bit. So just to get the, the main points, right? So Ramesh said, that Which is also, if you pay attention to that language, And uh, we'll get to that again in a second, what he means by But it's because then you can do kol malachas b'shabbos and all the factories and ein luchas zilzul gadol shabbos mizeh and this line about us was in the time of the tanaim and they for sure would answer it 
just like Amir Laakum, which was essentially the Tanoim sitting around and saying, hey, this doesn't look good, let's do something about it. So if they would have seen this, they also would have done something about it. Uh, maybe it is even included in Amir Laakum, because the spirit of Amir Laakum is, is that you're somehow indirectly causing the thing you want to happen without you doing it. So technically, uh, this is kind of the same thing. Right. Ah, what about all the things you can send into motion before Shabbos? He says, there, Fakert, there you actually did something on Erev Shabbos, and now we're going to be meyachas, everything that happens later, to what you did on Erev Shabbos. Whatever you did, you did. Whatever happens later, either you did it already or you're not doing it. So whatever part you have finished uh, before Shabbos. But here the Malacha doesn't stick. You set the Shabbos call. Right now it's off. So the whole Malacha only begins, only kicks in, only starts happening on Shabbos. So that's worse. He brings the famous Nabi Yosef that explained that the whole heter on Shabbos, to do things before Shabbos, is similar to Isha Mishim Chitzav, that when you, you shoot a bullet, you can't say, oh, I shot the bullet. I'm not responsible for what happens next. It's obvious that uh, Isha Mishim Chitzav, whatever happens next, is your responsibility. And it what did you do? The only thing you did was you pulled the trigger. So that means that the murder that ensues is all a continuation of you pulling the trigger. So you did it all. It's like you committed the murder when you pulled the trigger. So there's a, on Shabbos, Lakula, it's like you, whatever Malacha was done, you pull the trigger out of Shabbos, so everything that happens later is is, is attributed back to what you did all the way at the beginning. So you actually did something, Mashenk in here. What did you do? Nothing, you didn't really do anything before Shabbos. You can't say, oh, this cooking started out of Shabbos. It didn't. It started attack on Shabbos. That's how you set it up. Um, ah, you set something up. So Mashenk says, you see, even by murder. Not every murder you set into motion, you're chayah for. For example, in Sanhedrin it says that if you tie somebody up and you start redirecting the water, but you don't just set the water directly to him. You, you open the dam over there, and then the water comes from here to there to there, and ultimately he's, the guy's trapped and he drowns. Morris says that's not considered uh, a, a murder, because that's, you know, with grama and all these yonam and alacha, we have to distinguish between a direct consequence and a more indirect consequence. So setting up the Shabbos clock, even though it indirectly does lead ultimately, but we can't say that's the same thing as starting the Malacha in motion, setting the Malacha in motion before Shabbos. Ah, by, by weakening the heter of setting it in motion before Shabbos, right? It's, it's not part of, you didn't do anything before Shabbos. I have a Zoe, it should also work the opposite. You didn't do anything before Shabbos. You didn't do anything on Shabbos. So what did you do? Why is that a problem? So that's where he goes back to his first idea, but Amir Laakum, and he combines the two things. If I can be Yachas at Erev Shabbos, so Yutaka did it on Erev Shabbos. But here, it wasn't done on Erev Shabbos, it was done on Shabbos, so that's like Amir Lanachri. Amir Lanachri, it happens on Shabbos, and it's somehow a result of you. So this is also happening without a guy involved, but through automation. So he says, Mistaber, Shishayach Lassim, Yosia Isu, Shasim, Yidrabanan, Amir Laakum. And it's even a kosher game, because here it's mitzad kleichai. In a certain way, it is more attributable to you in this sense that it's even more than Amir. And even if you say that Isra Amir La'akum is mitzad shlichus, which is actually, um, Rashi mentions this, but as like a, an achrin, the Alter Rebbe actually gets the credit in achreinim. We'll see it later, if we, hopefully we'll get to it, that uh, it's attributed to that. The Alter Rebbe says that Amir there's no shlichus with a clock. And I mentioned already yesterday that the Rebbe gets, this is Sikhum the Rebbe, the Rebbe gets into the different time of the Alt Rebbe. 
So even though there's no shluch, it's mamish, but it's still something that the Yid set in motion, so that's the main. And anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a takana, really shlichus. It's ultimately, Chacham called it shlichus, but the problem, the thing that was bothering them wasn't the shlichus. The thing that was bothering them was that you're making it happen. So we'll be machmer here as well, that you made it happen. And then he says, even, and he's aware that this is not so straightforward, even if you're going to say you can't answer anything of Chachamim, unless it's Chachamim themselves, which most Achreinim would say in most questions, in most situations, the automatic thing to say is, when you have a Chacham answer. And you can't uh, start making equations and say this is similar to that, even if Apisvar, we feel it's much more Chamer, as we just explained, well, they didn't answer it. Even if it's because they just didn't know about it, you know, so he's, you see the, you know, the, the tortured uh, feeling there, where he sees both sides, so then, here comes this lashon again that I pointed out before. Even if ein laza iser mamish, mikom lakam ein lahater. Ramesha almost invents a concept of staka no iser, but ein lahater, we're not going to let you do it. So there's this aser lahater. So, yeah, like I said, it's clear he himself is aware of the difficulty of what he's saying, but he's very, he has a strong conviction that we have to say something like this. And then, Rameshi, we said, went on to another idea that besides the Amir Akum thing, there's also the Zilus of the Shabbos, which is, is uh, the source for many Yisurim. Ah, you're going to say the same thing. Uh, it's not included. It doesn't say in Gemara that this is Zilus of the Shabbos. So he said, Here he feels a little more comfortable. He says, Zilus of the Shabbos is more of a general category. The other thing, Amir Akum is a specific thing. I only spoke about that. Zilus of the Shabbos, we can take it to mean... Chacham gave some examples, but they also put it as a general category. So uh, he's more comfortable saying that we can add more things into the Zulus of the Shabbos category. And he put me in his Magdir that Kavit Shabbos, which is a mitzvah, and Zulus of the Shabbos, the Isser, are two sides of the coin. So when you do Zulus of the Shabbos, so it means you're being over on Kavit Shabbos. And this is obviously, everyone can understand why, Ramesha says, why setting up Shabbos would be Zulus of the Shabbos. So that would be the reason, another reason to answer. I, what about when using Shabbos clocks already for their lights? Ramesha is aware of this is reality. So he says, well, I compared it to Amir uh, La'akum, and I'm saying it's Zulus of the Shabbos. Let's look at actual, uh, let's look at actual candles. Back in Europe, we already see that there were big kulas. Says uh, the lumpen that they had back then, uh, they used to let the guy put it out. And there are even places where Ne'ilah Yom Kippur was ready, they lit candles, the Arab Yom Kippur that lasted for, for Mayav. Then the whole day goes through. Come to Matzim Kippur, of course, there are no candles left, just like once a Shabbos, Shalshudas, there were no candles left. So there were Makaris that talk about it, they would ask a guy to light candles for Ne'ilah because it's getting dark again. <laughs> it's not Shalshudas, it's Ne'ilah. Huh? Uh, could be, not uh, haven't looked into it lately, but uh, he mentions there's this, you know, there's an idea of Yehuda about it, there's this idea that they were actually getting going to relight, the, reignite the lamps for, for Neila, and from in some places they even did it on Shabbos afternoon when it was getting dark, talk, instead of sitting Shalshalis in the dark, they actually did get a guy to light, to be able to say Mizmoirim. Um, the Ramah also mentions when there's a chasana, suda, there's a big basis to be matir, which is we're not getting into that as a topic right now. So even though really even that should, really should be machmer, and where I come from in Europe, we were machmer, but since there's already a, a larger precedent for being machmer from the Mekel and Amir Akum with lighting candles, 
So then, since already Shabbos clocks for lights have already caught on in America, I'm going to compare it to that and say that uh, it's not as bad. Uh, so, right, just if it works with Amir Lakum. If I wouldn't consider Amir Lakum, so then I'm not going to consider it to be an extension of Amir Lakum. And the of the Shabbos is also Mamela not here as well, because we're treating it the same. And Adar Abba, he mentions this mitzvah's kvaitzu of the Shabbos, right? Zilusa and Kavit are two sides of the coin. So is, making sure the candles are on, the lights are on when you need them, is that a Zilusa or is that Kavit Shabbos? So you see how it's enhancing Shabbos. So in cases where it enhances Shabbos, maybe it's not a Zilusa. Um, so that's what you mentioned this, but only that, and we can't add any other uh, things to that. Huh? Right, so I guess I'm not getting into that. Uh, yeah. You're saying it's, it's not a din in light, it's a din in Tarkharam. We have to get it, that's a, it has to be a separate discussion here, what you're saying. But uh, that's how he presents it, that it was a kula in lights. And, uh, obviously, that was the one thing that really, uh, in Europe, it bothered them. Every, every Shabbos afternoon, every other afternoon, that was something that really. Uh, Drove them a bit crazy, and we see Kulas related to that. So you see that there's an Indian that you want to have lights on Shabbos. So we said that even though uh, it comes to Shabbos clock, we didn't fully accept Ramesha. We're not uh, Makel only in lights, but we're also Makel on other things that also enhance and contribute to what we, we would consider covered Shabbos or the heat or uh, the temperature, whatever it is. On the other hand, the general gist, the general idea that we shouldn't be. Uh, putting on machines that don't add to Kavit Shabbos, especially if there's noise, which is already mentioned in Shulchan Aruch. So that idea has been accepted, and that's both with a Shabbos clock and without a Shabbos clock. Even without, to some have machines that are not uh, adding to Kavit Shabbos, uh, again, especially since most of them make noise. Therefore, you have to be careful, like we were alluding to yesterday, you have to be careful if you have a shy of a new, uh, you have a, an idea, oh, I want to turn this machine on for Shabbos. I never turned this machine on for Shabbos before. Can I turn this machine on, either leave it on, or especially if I want to use a Shabbos clock. So uh, you can't just assume, and you have to, you have to look into it. And uh, like I mentioned yesterday, bread maker, similarly, as I mentioned today, coffee maker, those are questions that come up and are discussed in recent years. Can you set it on a Shabbos clock? And Many Rabbanim seem to lean towards saying no. And part of the Svarah here is actually that when it comes to the Shabbos clock, the, the certain kalim that were already accepted, it's already been normalized that that's part of Shabbos, that you have your Shabbos clock for this, you have your Shabbos clock for that. So that's okay. The second you, uh, that's already Shabbos dick. Shabbos dick is The second you bring new machines in with the Shabbos clock, that's not Shabbos dick. Again, especially if they make noise. I, without a Shabbos clock, in the Mishnah and Shulchan Aruch, it's Befeidish Matir, all kinds of Malachas, and doesn't say anything about Zilusa, right? It's just the, the wine press and the dyeing the wool. But ultimately, we make a distinction, we're making a distinction today between if it's for you or for Stam Parnasa. That ends up being what the distinction is. For you, it's not a Zilusa if you set it in motion before Shabbos. If you set it in motion, if, if it's a Shabbos clock, I would say it's a Zilusa. If it's set in motion for Shabbos, but only for yourself. Private use, not for Parnassah. And, and again, in addition to the fact that most machines, many or most machines probably make some kind of noise anyway, versus non... Yeah, Parnassah. 
Yeah. If you left on the entire Shabbos, then basically everything. So that's what I just said. That bread makers, coffee makers, there's a lot. There's a chance that everybody would say not because it's not a Shabbos. It's not a usual keli that you use. That's for setting an emotion before Shabbos, which is really what our main. I'm just brought Ramesh in because he came at it from that angle. But we're coming from the angle of setting an emotion before Shabbos. So the ultimate distinction is just if it's for you versus for Parnassa. Um, I what about back to the vending machine? Isn't the vending machine for Parnassa? So how is that going to fit into into that? So one distinction you could say is you didn't mamish set it up erev Shabbos for Shabbos. Uh, you set it up at the beginning of the month uh, for the entire month, etc. In which case, if you would say that, then maybe you talk. shouldn't if you are uh, managing the machine. Maybe you shouldn't come erev Shabbos an hour before Shabbos. To fill it up, because then it looks like you're setting it up to make parnasa on Shabbos. Maybe that's not uh, more problematic. Maybe you should come early beginning of the day or Thursday. And also, an important point here is that in this case, you didn't set up the machine to do any malacha. For all, for all you, for all you know, it's going to sit there the whole day, and no malacha will be done. Any malacha that's being done is due to a other conscious being, the guy, hopefully coming and doing it. So that's different, even though it's parnasa. But in this case. It wasn't set, you didn't program it to actually do anything at all. And the fact that it's plugged in, that there's electricity the whole time, that's not that's not what we're talking about. We never heard anywhere that you should uh, unplug all your electronic devices in your house. If you don't, it's not Shabbos that you don't plan to use, you have to pull your computer out. We're not talking about running the computer, which we'll get to in a moment in our recap. But uh, just to have a bunch of devices, we don't pull out all the plugs. So until it's time, let it run on electricity. Uh, if you don't plan on using it and it's not doing anything for you, that's uh, also not a problem. Itaka mentioned that uh, there's also children from Menashe Klein from the late 30s, late 70s, late end of the Lamets, um, which, of course, uh, mach- computers then were very different in many ways from today's machines, but also, you know, a general similarity. Um, and, of course, when it, unlike a website, it's not... it's related, they're already getting closer to you know, modern technology, but a website is still with another party involved. Here it's about setting the computer up yourself. So a programmer in, in Israel asked uh, Menashe Klein if uh, he can set it to do a long uh, process that begins at Arab Shabbos and goes deep into Shabbos, and it was for his work. It was work-related. It was his uh, profession. So, uh, so Menashe Klein began by saying, we know from the Mishnah, you can do anything before Shabbos. Then he mentions, interestingly, he doesn't accept that Shavisa's Kalim is so simple. He says, there's a mechlekes about Shavisa's Kalim, and even though the Shulchan Aruch says it's fine, but this Bakaris, the Bach says to be machmer, which I guess you'll find in some Achreinim until today, they're a little more, uh, they'll bring Shavisa's Kalim in as a factor. So not everyone is fully on board with that. Uh, and then he mentions, oh, also this uh, the Rechayim, the noise, um, and that's what we, we don't, if there's noise, lachatchila, we don't do it, and the the machine, he just, he just says it as a fact. And the computer, of course, is making noise. So the chayri should be machmer. But he says, in this case, because the computer is not yours, and it doesn't belong to anyone, so then shvisa's kalim is not an issue here because it's not your kali. Your mitzvah and shvisa's kalim of yours, your kalim. It's not your kali. And uh, the noise is also, the noise is when it belongs to you and it makes noise, and people are chayshed. Oh, this guy's not uh, keeping shamas, but here it doesn't belong to you. So who, who, who who's being nechshad? No one. Um, it's, it's not in your house. It's in the it's in the office. Yeah. 
but he doesn't see it. He, he, the story is actually open on Shabbos, but he doesn't see what, what is happening. So these are the questions we're ultimately getting to, but we're gonna, it's going to take a while until we get there. It's not going to even happen today. We're not going to get to the actual uh, Nascanas, the Gabi websites. No, I'm saying it's the same situation, no? He's not looking, he's We still haven't gone through all the issues with the vending machine yet. We, we, we started with uh, one, and there's still uh, other concerns that we even get to yet before we can talk about websites. In this case, he's talking about the guy's own computer doing uh, work for himself. Ah, what if it's a situation where people are in the office and if they see there's a problem, they'll get involved, so that makes it more complicated. That's like the next show. That's the case. So if you can assume that most likely no one will have to intervene, then it's probably better. But if you think it's pretty likely that someone's going to intervene, he says, I suggest you go into my Yedidi, uh, or Yashiv, or Shlomo Zalman Arabach, tell them that I sent you and try to figure out what you can do in that situation. Rosh Hashanah is obviously trying to help him, but uh, that's, that's that interesting discussion about uh, running a computer. If we don't accept the Chumr of Shavis' Kalim, which is generally the mainstream, and it's not connected to Parnassah, and if we assume that the computer today doesn't is not a, a noise-making machine, then it could be that Stama person, yeah, could leave their computer running on Shabbos and have it uh, do stuff in the background. That's just a related uh, technology-related uh, point. Back to our case here. So, so there's no problem... Hmm? You're getting back to the vending machine, yeah. So, uh, Marshal. So, so what was the maskana? Maskana was, there's no problem to set up Merav Shabbos, even if Malachas will happen on Shabbos. The regular sheet in the mainstream sheet is, there's no Shavis' Kalim. There's no problem with Shavis' Kalim. Um, and why is this different than regular factors in Parnassah? We already gave some suggestions. So let's continue in pursuit of the Marshak. So the Marshak says, we have a different point to look in, in uh, the Simon, the Nation of Bays. It says there that, uh, what, if, what about selling to a guy right before Shabbos? So it says there that uh, it's Basilar Mater as well, for Shkia, but not after Shkia. So. Chayda says clearly that this whole heter is if the sale happens before Shkia. But in the case of the vending machine, the Chayda, the sale is happening on Shabbos after Shkia. So shouldn't we say that the Shulchan Aruch is essentially saying that sales after Shkia are a problem? So he says, no, that's not uh, comparable. So what's the reason? <laughs> what's the reason that we say this Lagabe uh, sale in a guy? He says, the reason is... If you go through this hot toysvist, that it looks like a shliach. So that's only if you give it to him on Shabbos. The automat, the machine, the yid's not there. He doesn't know when the guy took it. doesn't look like a shliach. But even according to the sheet of the Rambam, who holds that it's a not a din shlichus, it's a din minus ayin, that it looks like, oh, it looks like he sold him on Shabbos. That's only if he walks out of his house or walks out of his chatzar. And this is generally why he started off by saying, or he leans towards saying that if it's out in the street, then it's for sure not a problem. Versus in the chatzar, it's more of a complication. Right? This dinner with the guy is if it's coming from your house or from his chatzar. So then, there's Mara sign. But here it's standing in the street. The yid, nowhere near the yid. I, the machine itself, is the yid's chatzar. If it's your shus, it's your property. So then... He's taking the, the chocolate out of the Yitz Chatzar, which Chatzar in the machine. And there are, there's another early Chova from the 30s that also uh, apparently Hitaka was Machmer for this reason. He felt that it's the, the Chatzar of the Yitz. Barshak says, no. It's not a din in 
it's not a din in chatseris, like mamish, uh, identical to what we would call a chatser, LP hilchas chatseris. There's a, a svara here, a chatser of the yid in the sense that it looks like you uh, you just hung out with the yids. Generally, when a yid has a chatser, so when you go to the chatser, we assume that you're hanging out with the yid. But this is a very unique kind of chatser. Here, everyone knows that just because he got it from the machine and the yid owns the machine as the yid's chatser, that doesn't mean that the yid gave it to him. Why would you have that association in your head? Everyone knows, he says, Everyone knows there's not a little yid inside uh, giving you chocolate. So, oh, he's walking away from the yid. That's not, not how the machine works. Um, so there's no maris ayin. So that's how he deals with that. So he can't compare uh, to that in Shulchan Aruch. Then he goes into another problem. The problem is, is that this is Rebbe Kiva Eger. Rebbe Kiva Eger said that even though it says in Mishnah Shulchan Aruch that you can start a law before Shabbos, there's one exception. What's the one exception according to Rebbe Kiva Eger? The one exception is Kinyanim. If you set Kinyan in motion out of Shabbos, and the Kinyan concludes on Shabbos, Rebbe Kiva Eger holds that it could be a problem. And this is a big discussion in Achreinim. And here the Marshak writes, what's the classic case of this? The classic case is an auction. The auction where you put in your bid in advance, so you did your part before Shabbos, but they open the uh, bids and they, I guess what's it called, the silent auction, uh, they open the, the, the bids on Shabbos and then when they see that you gave the best uh, offer, they're going to be mashed on the Kenyan, that happened on Shabbos, which by the way is going to be relevant to the question of things like eBay nowadays, where you can put in a bid for an auction that might be decided on Shabbos. That's literally something that still is, could be much more common today than it used to be. So keep that in mind. So but that's the classic case that Rebekiva Eger would say is a problem. And it seems like Rebekiva Eger's maskana was to ask him. He wasn't sure, but it sounds like he was leaning towards Asr. And Rashad says, my Rebbe, my Ramshik, Taku is cheshish for this. Erev Pesach. If Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos, when is the Mechira going into effect? You did the, you obviously, you're not going to sit down with the Goyan Shabbos that you're not allowed to do. So you sat down on Arab Shabbos. The Isser Chomet only begins on Shabbos. When is the Kenyan to the Goy going to effect? So Maram Shik was Cheshish, and he said that you shouldn't write in the Shtar Mechira the Kenyan starts on Shabbos because maybe Kibbeger would say that you essentially did a Mechachamemka on Shabbos. Remember what his, uh, we're not getting into that right now, what his Eitzah is exactly. He just wrote, Shalai Lichtev, Shakinya Maschal Basham. So, according to the Mekiv Eger, this is also a Mekachum Emker, any Mekachum Emker situation, even where the Yid's not involved, where the Yid is passive, it sounds like that's the concept here. Says, By the way, I'm going to disagree with the Mekiv Eger in a moment. But even if you go to the Mekiv Eger, I think the Mekiv Eger would agree here. And why is that? Because back in the case of an auction, you know that the auction is being held on Shabbos. You came with a Kavana, you gave your bid, and you're hoping that you're going to win on Shabbos. So that's it's mamish part of your uh, kavana and your maisa, etc. So that, to give Eger, feels like you're essentially trying to get away, get around, but you're essentially wanted to do a mechachonamka on Shabbos. And then there's the gzedes ksiva. That's when the gzedes ksiva, which is the basis of mechachonamka, kicks in. Because your mind, you know that your mechachonamka is happening on Shabbos. Ashenk in here, where he puts the tzikilach and the chocolate in the machine, there's nothing 
here that's unique to Shabbos. It's not limited to Shabbos. He doesn't know if anyone's going to come and buy anything on Shabbos or whether the guy's going to come uh, tomorrow. If he knows the guy's going to come, the guy can come on Sunday also. I don't care when you come. So the Vadein Shem Israel Yisrael to put it in the machine and then they can buy it whenever they want. I. By the way, I he says, I have disagree with Rabbi Eger. Because how well, is this different? Why should a Kenyan be different than all the things in Shulchan Aruch that you're allowed to do before Shabbos and, uh, and it uh, happens on Shabbos? You put, it, you put it in a mill and then on Shabbos uh, it's being it's grinding. Why, why, why is that? Why, what's the difference? So then I, he says, I found the Sefer uh, from the we're not going to get into the name of the Sefer, but he has a, he found the Sefer that uh, also was asking, and Rebbe Eger has a Psaraya from, by the Kain Gadol on Yom Kippur, that the different eights, we want to make sure that the Kain Gadol is married on Yom Kippur. So he brought a Raya, Rebbe Eger wanted to bring a Raya, that, uh, why didn't, uh, why didn't they make a Kedushan Al-Tznai, an Arab Yom Kippur, that if the, his wife, first wife dies, then her Kedushan will kick an on Yom Kippur. Why didn't the mention that? So that's a raya. You can't. That was a pikibegger. One of the raya's. So you can find for that raya. You know, from a you know, kasha stark minish. You can explain it in other ways. So what is pikibegger's basis bechal? So not sefer. Different chayim. We're not the famous different chayim. A different sefer. They said, you know what the pikibegger's reason must be. Pikibegger's reason must be that um, when you put out a trap. You're not involved in on any level. Your mind, your rotsin, your machshava, you're out. You left, you're off the scene. It's going literally on its own without you as a person being involved. But by mechire, when that Kenya, when that mechamemkar is finalized, it's like you as a person are there. What, what happened now? You agreed to this Kenyan. You, your bid that you put in an Arab Shabbos when the final act happens on Shabbos, it's like your presence is there to a certain extent. You're a part of the, the defin- by definition, this act is a contract between you and another person. When a trap catches a, a mouse, it's not your trap caught a mouse. A trap caught a mouse, it's not, uh, you're, you're, you're not a, a, a party here. You're a party to the transaction. So in a certain sense, you are there on Shabbos, even though you're not literally there. That was what the, this Stivri Chaim from the, these Arabachs, that's what they uh, suggested. If that's the Svara, I disagree. Ain't the name is called Malalev. Saif called Saif, it happened on its own, and there's no Maisa. And here, Hurim Mutarim, Bechlal, you're not to do Yanam Echemen, but you're allowed to think about it. No one can stop you from thinking. So, what are you going to say that? This Mechumemkar has like his, his Machshava involved. Machshava is like here, here is allowed. Well, where did you get this idea from that uh, participation by via Machshava is, uh, is a problem? Okay. The, it's an interesting, uh, interesting question. So that's his response. Therefore, he says, some other but that I would be Matur in the case of Bukiva Eger. And all that matters is when you did the pu'olef, it was done in Arab Shabbos, like Shulchan Aruch says, even if the kingdom is on Shabbos, it's mutter. And the opposite, if you do the ma'isa on Shabbos and you make a tonight that it's only going to be bichal on Matzah Shabbos, it's still usher. It all goes after the ma'isa, not when the kinyan is happening and, and you're involved in it in that way. Wait, even if you do the ma'isa 
before you make this nice and you call on Shabbos. So then that's fine. And if you do the mice on Shabbos or the Tanai, the Kinshi Bichal after Shabbos, it wouldn't help because we don't care when the Kenyan happens, we care when the mice happens. So it's nice and the whole thing goes after the stuff. Yeah. That's another discussion. Yeah. The Rabbi used to say Nishtam Shabbos Gered. It's a different discussion. The Rabbi used to say Nishtam Shabbos Gered, but the way the Rabbi used to use Nishtam Shabbos Gered is in the sense of when you mention something like uh, the people who are going to come here for Tishrei, you're not planning something. You mention a Zach that is not Shabbos. If the people traveling here for Tishrei are going to travel and do Malachas. So the people who are going to travel here for Tishrei, Nishtam Shabbos Gered, this, this, and that. Someone once looked it up. You can search all the times they ever mentioned this Lashon, and you can see that that's the... Right, so actual sales, Nishtam Shabbos Gret, Mandachar Shmei, of course not. Nishtam Shabbos Gret, the, the gray area is when you're planning and discussing something without actually uh, c- concluding the, the deal, and that's when people say it, and it's not, uh, even there, it's probably not okay. But uh, to, okay, to do it. It's not okay, or it's not okay, it's like, you're not allowed to do it actually after Shabbos. It's not okay, okay you shouldn't do it, but if you're. I'm fine, we're not getting into that as a. But, Bechal, that's the way that I've used it is only in that, that would be the only correct way to use it. So let's, we have a few minutes left, let's try to conclude. So, um, by the way, just to mention that there's a, that's, so that's, so that's his response to Rikivegar. He Bechal doesn't, he's not Makabal Rikivegar. Even if you are Makabal Rikivegar, but Kenyanim, but anyway, he explained why this is different, because there you, uh, you did something with the aim that it should conclude on Shabbos. You're part of that here, it's up to, it's up to, as far as you're concerned, no one's coming on Shabbos. Uh, about that, Akiva Eger is a big discussion in Achreinim, and it's going to come up again regarding the internet. And would, would even Marashad agree that the Akiva Eger would be married by the internet? We'll have to get to that. Just to point out, there's also a tshuva on this from Shneir Zalman of Lublin, the Chesed from Chesed Chabad. He has a question, and I think it's Simon Yud Gimel. Um, the the, the Sachrim that make, this is not a, an auction, but it's a, they make a deal maybe even weeks in advance, but they say that, let's say there's a currency question involved, they say that the deal is going to get clinched in a few weeks, and whatever the price is on that day, we're going to go, we're going to follow that. That was something that was common then. So the question was, what if that day is Shabbos? So he starts up and says, And like any malacha, if... Uh, on the one, on the one hand, it's a On the other hand, he mentions, oh, maybe you could say that since so if the Kenyan is going to kick it on Shabbos, maybe Shema Yichtiv then. He knows that it's happening on Shabbos. He knows in advance that this is a Shabbos deal. So maybe we would be able to say that, no, the Shema Yichtiv kicks in then. Even if you didn't do anything. Misvara, we shouldn't say that. Misvara, it's only when you do a Maisa. That's when you'll come to write. Who's to say that if you know the kingdom is going to happen then, that it goes into many, uh, it goes into people, many different eyes. You could say that he ends off his eyes with Bikiva Eger, but I disagree with Bikiva Eger. That's how he ends off. I would be Mater. So that's an example of Teres Kassad also, who takes on Bikiva Eger. He explained because they weren't geyser and whatever. All the ra- other rias, let's say Bikiva Eger's rias from uh, this and that, you can friend for so. Right? But anyway, Marshag, as we said, Marshag said, even if we might be made with him on the machine. So Marshag now uh, goes into a question of maybe it's even okay in the Yitzchat. So we're not going to get into that right now. And in the end, off, if you know, um, you can't put, you can't restock the machine on Shabbos. 
even like you say, well, even on Shabbos, I don't know if anyone's going to come on Shabbos to buy from it. No, that's already uh, problematic. That looks like Marisayan. Um, even though he was leading to say that it's fine, but from the Ramon, Simulation and Bayes, ultimately, it looks like, it looks like Marisayan. So therefore, I don't want to be making against the Ramon, but in Shusharabim, it's Hakafari, and he concludes that if it sends him Shusharabim, Aleph, Bayes, Aleph, if it sends him Shusharabim, uh, and everyone sees that the Yid's not there, then it's Mutter Gomer. And if it's in the Yid's Chatzar, so then Shri Machmer. And number three, that the Yid can't restock it on Shabbos, even though Lechera, there's nothing Muktzah here, what's he doing wrong? No, but that already looks like uh, he's coming, and the guy comes after him. It already looks like there was uh, a sign here that he was Mechera B'Shabbos. That's Marashak. Now, this can, okay, we only have about two minutes left. This discussion continues in the recent generations. So for example, the Chalkas Yaakov in Simon Samar Zion, briefly, one thing he says is that Loita Atarev in Shulchan Aruch, who says that the Yisra Malachai, the Yaakov Meshavah, is Mishum Shlichas, which is also from Rashi, etc. Like uh, the Rebbe and the Sikha says that Atarev took Rashi and the Rambam and put them together. And uh, so that's from Rashi. So if you call the machine a Chatzar, then Chatzar should also have a Din Shlichas, is what he says. We're not getting into it. Um, but he says, no, Chazal only, we're only answered actual shlichas. Your trap is also in your chatzar. It's also shlichas uh, achatzar. Obviously, we don't hold of shlichas achatzar. So you have to be stocked before Shabbos. Then he gets into Schar Shabbos. Marshak didn't touch on this. Schar Shabbos is an additional category. That's a problem here. Um, but he says that Tzachar Shabbos is only an extension of Mecca Chumemkar. So if you say that Mecca Chumemkar is fine, based on our whole Cheshman, so Tzachar Shabbos can't be more Chumar than that, so Tzachar Shabbos will also be fine. But it has to be Taka out in the street. And he says you should put it on Thursday. You can't stock it on Friday, only on Thursday. And after him, to conclude, the Be'er Moshev Debritzin, has a Kuntris electric, and there in the end, Sim Pedal, and again, he's asked about these machines, whether it's a vending machine, also other questions you had uh, in America were about uh, if you own laundromats, might people come in and put the quarters in. So he says, there's the Marshag already, and you look in the Marshag, and even the Chakos Yaakov is a little more machmer, not to stock on a Thursday, the Marshag doesn't hold of that. If it's in the Yiddish store, so if you own your own laundromat, that would be a problem. But otherwise, it should be fine. What if there's a machine for taking pictures? So the Chalkas Yaakov is talking more machmer than that. But again, according to Marshag, it seems like it should be fine as long as it's not in your shos. And then another issue which Marshag didn't address is what about Lefneiver? What about there might be hidden uh, out and about that aren't Shem Shabbos? Marshag mentioned that they might be there. He never explained why it's not a problem. So the Bear Marshag, but this we conclude, said that uh, whether it's to buy uh, candies or cigarettes or to take a picture, not a problem, because it's like today, uh, it's not like today, Avre Dinara, that uh, you're helping him. There's so many machines, the vending machines everywhere. Most of them belong to non-Jews. It's a Suffolk Lefneiver. It's not Bismano Aveda. You just left the machine around, so it's not a problem. So that's Atkan, Le'inyan, vending machines. And as Hashem next week, we're going to continue to try to land the plane and uh, figure out how this applies to websites. Good challenge.